Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, good news. I'm finally over COVID. Took me a bit longer than I would have liked, but I'm healthy now and ready to get back into things. This is an episode I started working on before I got sick. And one of the areas that we had been looking into was planning and goals. So I thought it was time to shift a bit into an area that we often forget about, and that's leisure time. Now, I want to be clear here. Leisure time is not in opposition to goals and planning. In fact, it's just as important to our well-being. There are a myriad of health benefits we get from taking time off work, but not all leisure activities are equal. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at how we can work on reframing the way we look at our free time, how we can be a little bit more intentional with how we're spending that time, and then look at a few things that we can do to make that time, time well spent. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com leisure. Before we get started, I'd also like to take a moment to let everyone know about the Hacking Your ADHD Patreon. While the podcast will always remain free for everyone to listen to, it isn't free to produce. If you enjoy the show and would like to help support it, here's your chance. And there are some great perks. For example, at the $10 level, I'm going to be releasing bonus content every month, and this month I put up a mini-sode on systems thinking and how we can apply it to our ADHD brains. I have to say this is probably one of the best mini-sodes that I've created yet. These mini-sodes are on topics that I come up with but don't quite warrant a full episode yet. While I may use some of the same ideas in a later episode, these minisodes are going to remain exclusive to the Patreon. If you'd like to hear this one, just head over to patreon.com slash hackingyouradhd and sign up for the $10 a month tier. All right, keep on listening to find out how you can leisure with the best of them. When I was in middle school, my math teacher, Mr. White, had a printed out sign that read, Work hard, play hard. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this idea before, but it often has a catch with ADHD. Our version of work hard often has us grinding ourselves into the ground until we can't function, let alone play anything. And if we don't hit that ridiculous standard of what hard work is, well, then in our brains, we don't deserve time off. Which is absolutely... Look, while I like the idea of earning my time off in theory, it often doesn't work out in practice because of my warped idea of what hard work is. So let me ask you, what do you think hard work really is? Is it an 8-hour day? 10-hour? Do you have to exert yourself and do something physically demanding? Or maybe you have to check off every single thing on your to-do list to consider it hard work. As an added wrinkle, let's think about dropping in The Wall of Awful from Brendan Mahan. What about those tasks that we think should be easy, but are difficult for us? Or at least difficult for us to activate on? Even if it took me 30 minutes to build up the mental fortitude to make that phone call and drained me of a bunch of EFs, my brain is going to go, well, actually, that was an easy task. You're still going to need to put in some hard work today. Additionally, my brain has a propensity for deciding that when I found ways to make difficult things less difficult, well, that just means they weren't difficult to begin with. Take writing, for example. I've been working as a writer for a good number of years, and I figured out a few things to make the process easier. 
But that doesn't mean it still isn't a difficult thing to do. And in fact, it's only because of years of practice that I'm any good at it and I find any ease in doing it. Or how about things where you don't get the results you wanted? Last week I was troubleshooting a tech issue and it took me 90 minutes to implement a solution that didn't work. That took a lot of effort, but in my head, since I didn't get any results, it means I didn't put in enough effort. Isn't that a fun catch-22 there? If I got the results easily, or if it was so hard that I didn't get results, either way, my brain says, that didn't count. And then when I haven't put in the hard work, well, I haven't earned that time off, right? So what I'm proposing here is that we uncouple some of these ideas. We don't need to tie results to effort. But beyond that, and more importantly, I don't have to tie doing hard work to deserving time off. When reading through the book, The One Thing, there's a section on planning your year, and one of the first things you're supposed to plan out is your time off. I think this is pretty great advice, but I want to take it a step further and say that as we're planning our days and weeks, we should also be putting an emphasis on scheduling that leisure time then. Which I know sounds a little bit gross from a couple of different angles. Part of it comes from hustle culture, telling us that we should always be working. And part of it comes from the idea that we'd rather have our leisure time be organic. I mean, is it really leisure if we planned it out? Yes, it absolutely is. In fact, we often get more out of our leisure time when we plan it out. Just think about that last time you had a day off. Infinite possibilities of what you could do. But by the end of the day, you felt like you squandered that time. Maybe you found yourself watching TV for hours while scrolling through social media, not really paying attention to either. Or maybe you didn't even get that far. Yeah, that was last weekend for me as well. It's an easy trap to fall into when we don't really have a plan. We could do anything, so we end up doing nothing. According to the 2019 American Time Use Survey, which is a yearly survey of how Americans spend their time, the average American has 5.2 hours of daily leisure time. That might sound a little high, but I'm not entirely sure what does and doesn't count as leisure in the study, and there are some things I might not count. For example, it looks like exercise is considered part of your leisure time, which I guess is leisure, but also because it's so important, I often put it in its own category. One piece of data that also sticks out is that the most popular leisure activity is watching TV, which clocked in an average of 2.8 hours a day. And holy moly, that's a lot of TV. But also, yeah, not that much on those days where I can't seem to get myself off the couch. One stat they didn't have that I'd be interested to see is time spent on social media, or just on our devices in general. I know it's all too easy to get sucked into scrolling through social media trying to get those dopamine hits, And really, it's never enough. To help curb some of that screen time, I used to rely on the iOS screen time app to create limits on how long I'm using my phone. But a recent update to iOS made it a little too easy to bypass those restrictions, and my impulse control when I'm bored and want to scroll a little farther on Twitter isn't great. Oh, I just have to enter a four-digit pin and I can unlock this? Thank you! I guess I could have my wife set up the pin so I don't know it, but I've also got other options. What I've started using instead is an app that I've already been using on my computer called Freedom. With Freedom on my phone, you just run everything through a VPN, which in very simple terms means that Freedom can limit what kind of data will load on my phone. Right now, I've got it set up so I can't access social media first thing in the morning, 
which is helpful in making sure that I'm not really using my phone in bed and I'm not going to zone out when I should be getting ready to get out the door. This is just a scheduled reoccurring event that happens every morning, and I've been thinking about adding some similar blocks in for the evening as well. Our phones aren't evil, but often they are all too easy to access when we want to be doing something else. While it would be great if we could just not pull out our phones when we want to do something more engaging, it's unfortunately unrealistic. Our phones are just simply too easy for us to use, and I know most of the time I'm going to take the path of least resistance. Too often we trick ourselves into believing that this time we won't fall victim to our phones. We think, okay, I'm just going to look up this one thing real quick, and then 15 minutes later we realize we're on Instagram. I didn't open my phone for this. How did this happen? Or, oh, I go to sit down and my body automatically reaches down and slips my phone out of my pocket? didn't mean to get it out, but now it's in my hand. And if it's in my hand, I guess I'm going to check my email, even though I have no reason to. Relying on willpower is a fool's errand. And even if we're good about it in the beginning, we're bound to slip up as the day goes by, especially when we're a bit more tired. I mean, even while working on this section, I went to check my phone use statistics and saw that my most used app was this new game I downloaded. And then I just clicked and opened it. And why? I'm trying to work. So yeah, be careful with those dopamine roulette machines and try and create some sensible limits because it's all too easy to get sucked in. All right, let's talk about what quality leisure time actually is. But first, I want to make sure that one thing is clear here. We're still talking about leisure time. So this means that we're not pretending work is leisure and scheduling more work. It's important to acknowledge that we don't always need to be productive. Instead of embracing leisure, we get questions like, why watch TV when we could be learning a new skill? Well, because sometimes I don't need to be doing something and it's okay to prioritize rest. I've only got so much energy throughout the day. While I like learning new things, that also tends to be cognitively demanding. I know I railed against TV and time on our phones in the last sections. I'm not saying that we need to remove those from our life. In fact, if what you want to do is watch something on TV, by all means, do that. What I really want us to do is to be intentional with how we're spending that time. There are absolutely times when I want to just sit down and watch some TV, and that's okay. This is especially true when we're doing these things with someone else. Spending time with my wife watching a TV show we both like is definitely quality leisure time. Watching three hours of anime alone in my office? Probably not quite as much. Either way, it's okay for us to let ourselves have some rest. We don't need to feel guilty about resting and taking breaks. One of the things that's become increasingly more apparent to me while working on these podcast scripts is that I write so much better when I take breaks throughout my writing process. Now, the content of these breaks is also important, I don't just sit at my computer and pop open YouTube. For me, a break from writing is usually a quick 15-minute walk. It lets me get away from my computer and get some movement in so that when I come back, I'm ready to write again. And really, that's one of the big things we're looking for. What's going to get us back into a state where we're feeling good? There are a few ways that we can think about this to help facilitate that recharging effect. 1. Prioritizing doing over consuming. 2. Prioritizing things that take at least some skill to do. Three, thinking about making something. Four, 
seeking activities that foster social interaction, and five, prioritizing self-care. Now, we don't have to hit all of those things in one go, and we probably don't even want to. This is just a guide for us on how we can think about how we want to spend that leisure time. If something doesn't hit any of those metrics, then we might want to rethink the activity. And this is going to be kind of open-ended here because we all have different things that we enjoy doing and they're going to recharge us in different ways. Extroverts might get more out of going to a party, while introverts probably fare better doing something alone. Regardless of what you choose to do, make sure that you are choosing it and not just letting yourself follow the path of least resistance to those things that you don't really want to be spending your time on. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, you don't have to earn your time off. Denying ourselves leisure time because we didn't earn it is counterproductive and only leads to burnout. Two, don't rely on discipline to keep yourself from falling into those low-quality leisure traps. Like scrolling social media, use blocks on your phone to divert yourself from the path of least resistance. Three, Our five pillars of quality leisure time are prioritizing doing over consuming, prioritizing things that take at least some skill to do, thinking about making something, seeking activities that foster social interaction, and prioritizing self-care. For this episode's show notes, go to hackingyouradhd.com slash leisure. If you'd like to support the podcast, The best way is to share this episode with someone you think would also get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, Hey, I love this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd like it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, or even $25 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. And for those of you late-diagnosed women, moms, and professionals, you can check out the ADHD-friendly lifestyle with Moira Mapin. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of every month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up for the next one, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. Last weekend, I caught my son chewing on some electrical wires, so I had to ground him until he could properly conduct himself. (laughs) 